This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. We're a couple of months into the new year now. Yes, I know it's hard to believe a couple of months into 2019 and some trends are starting to develop. So the growth stocks are still the place to be. I know it's disappointing. I thought maybe with the big sell-off at the end of December, that value might make a bit of a comeback here, but no, not really. (laughs) It's still, it's still the growth. And now we've had this big rally to start 2019 And that's made it even more difficult to find value stocks. We had a little bit of a window in the sell-off there where some of the valuations did come down quite a bit, but it was a pretty small window. And now it's back to kind of where we were before with a lot of overvalued stocks. So even Warren Buffett said recently that it was hard for him at Berkshire Hathaway to find many true value stocks out there. And he doesn't say that very often, but he is starting to say that again right now. And remember, Berkshire actually bought that Brazilian company, Stone Company, kind of obsessed with Stone Company. Um, (laughs) I keep repeating it on the show. The ticker again is STNE. It's a small cap payment system company down in Brazil and they bought it last quarter as the shares plunged down. So they probably got it cheaper than now what it's trading at on the rebound, at least we hope so. And that's probably why they dove in then when they could, but it has um, a forward PE of 31. So that's pretty expensive. That's the growth component with this company, but it has the peg of just 0.35. So it does have Um, a value peg if you're only going to use one uh, fundamental to find your stocks and you're using the peg, stone would show up even with that high PE. But what if you want all of the classic value fundamentals across the board? We've talked about this on many other episodes in the past. I've done just regular episodes of like five classic value stocks. But um, how many are out there now given the difficulty of finding value stocks in general and the classic value are, you know, four different screens, four different fundamentals that we're going to screen for there. There probably aren't going to be that many of those, but I didn't know. So I thought I'd do some screens to figure out like what exactly is going on with the the classic value fundamentals. And this is more than just the pegs. This is four different fundamentals for value. So I did a screen for price to sales, and that had to be under one because under one means that you're buying the sales for less than a dollar, which we want to do. That that puts the sales on sales, basically. It's on sale. Then we did the price to book under three, which also indicates value if it's under the three there. Then I did include the peg, and that is under one. So we're going to get some growth there with the peg ratio. And then we did the forward PE and I kept it under 15 because under 10 would just be way too tight with these other value fundamentals also included. And the first screen I did, I did not put any Zach's rank on just out of curiosity to see how many stocks just this regular value screen would give without the rank. And it was 144 stocks. That's not too bad. I was a little surprised it was that high actually. But then I do want to add the rank because 
we want rising earnings estimates. We want something good to be going on at that company and not just the cheapness. And the rank, remember, gives you a little bit of an edge there when you're doing these screens to narrow it down from those 144 that all the other value investors are are able to get without any problem on their screens. But we want more. We want better than just the cheapness. So I added number ones, which is the strong buy, and number twos, which are the buys. And that gave me 24 stocks. That's not so bad. That's a lot narrower. I did briefly look at just the number ones because I thought, well, maybe we just finished earnings season. I'm able to get you know, pretty good selection of number ones, but there were only eight stocks in it. And that was just too narrow for me. Although there's some interesting names in there. Um, but I decided to go with the ones and twos with the 24. And now as I usually do, I picked out five of the 24 that look kind of interesting right here. Um, at least two of them, well, one of them hasn't reported yet. So that the rest, at least we kind of know what they did in their fourth quarter or whatever their fiscal year they, they just reported. So let's get right into it and see like what's, what's showing up in 2019 now for the classic value. Some of the names you might know, some might be new though. So let's, let's check it out. Okay. The first one is one of the ones I think is kind of new to the podcast and that's America's Car Mart. Ticker is CRMT. And yeah, they have the auto dealerships kind of been staying away from the autos because there's all those stories about peak auto out there and that the consumer is overstretched and the subprime loans and it's awful and it's going to be doomed. But this is super cheap. They just reported their third fiscal third quarter and they had a huge beat and um, their same dealership sales, same store sales were up 8.5%. So that was real good uh, quarter for them and they have all the valuations. So let's take a look. So PE is 13.3. The PEG now is 0.7. The price to book is 2.3 and the price to sales ratio is 0.85. They are expected to see for this fiscal year. So that was fiscal third quarter just reported. So they got one more quarter to go here, but they're expected to see earnings growth of 73% and then another 8.1% in fiscal 2020. And the analysts are all saying that they saw improved credit trends in the quarter and they've made collections a top priority now. And then they also said they're seeing some easing of competition in the subprime area. So some of the subprime lenders have closed up shop, gone away. So um, some of these, the dealerships that are offering the financing are able to get some of that business apparently. And so the improved credit trends is a big deal with any of these auto dealerships. So that's why analysts like it. And it's got the Zach's number one rank now. Now, this is a small cap, just a market cap of $543 million, So it's going to be a little more volatile and no dividend with this one. But if you're kind of intrigued about the cheapness in the car stocks, this is one to keep on your list. And our second stock is also a car stock. We've talked about it many times before usually on the value trap shows, but I'm talking about it again, and that's General Motors. So GM is the ticker. Um, they are still a value trap. I did take a look because I thought, well, maybe they're not. But 2020 earnings expected to be lower again by 7.1%, but they, the shares are dirt cheap. And since it has all the classic fundamentals for value, it's not surprising that Berkshire Hathaway added to its 
GM position in the fourth quarter. They have they had a small position. They were actually selling most of it over the last couple of years, but now they've added again to it. So that's kind of a sign, I think. So the PE is just six with this this company now. Six PE. Peg is 0.7. Price to book is 1.3. Price to sales is just 0.4. They're number two, and they do pay that dividend, which is uh, 3.9, so that's pretty juicy. Now, you do have to watch with the global uh, economic slowdown that looks like is coming or is already here in some countries. Remember, GM is selling cars all over the world. They're not just U.S.-based, so you could see some pressure there, especially in places like China and Europe. So keep that in mind with General Motors, but the shares are still dirt cheap. Okay, then switching over to the transport side, I had a couple of airlines in here and you got to kind of watch with the airlines because they usually are with PEs under 10. Um, So they usually trade really cheap. So this one is JetBlue, tickers JBLU, and they have a market cap of 5 billion. So pretty decent sized company here. So their PE now is eight. PEG is 0.4. Price to book is 1.1, and the price to sales is just 0.7. They're also a number two. No dividend with this one. Some of the airline stocks do pay dividends. This one does not. So earnings, I took a look there and thinking, well, how are the transports? Are they expected to be value traps or not? But 2019, earnings growth of 32%. 2020, another 17.7%. So, so far, analysts aren't seeing the value trap here. But you got to watch those capacity issues, uh, the fuel issue. And if the economy does slow down, a lot of those leisure travelers and even some business travelers start to pull back on the jet travel. So those are some of the key things to watch, too, with some of the airline stocks. Okay, then switching on to our fourth stock is in the retail side. Pretty sure we've talked about it in the past, but it's back. PVH. Ticker is PVH. And they own Tommy Hilfiger, Calvin Klein, and they just acquired their partner in Australia. So they're expanding a lot overseas. They're really big with Tommy now in China. So that could be an ongoing concern. Wasn't so bad last quarter, actually. The numbers out of China were really strong, surprisingly. But how is it looking to start 2019? We don't know yet. They haven't reported and won't report until the end of March. So you're on the sidelines uh, with this one as far as any kind of um, insight into what's going on with their big business because they are one of the bigger retailers. So PE is just 10.9. It's still cheap. PEG is 0.9. Price to book is 1.5. Price to sales is 0.9. And they're also a number two. Now they have a market cap of 8.3 billion. No dividend with this one. And I took a look to see value trapness with this one, but there isn't any. Fiscal 2019, we're not quite done yet, as I said up 19.7% on the earnings. And then fiscal 2020 so far, analysts expecting 7.7% there, which is a a nice little gain after pretty strong fiscal 2019, if they can get that 19.7. So we'll see MPVH, but it is one of my favorite retailers because they just know what they're doing uh, so well. And I really like that Calvin Klein division that they have as well. So we'll see how those are holding up. in a little bit here. So keep that in mind when you're looking at these stocks. Another one on the retail front, our fifth stock just reported and it's J Jill 
and the ticker is Jill, J-I-L-L. This is a woman's specialty retailer. It is found in malls. So the shares have gotten really beaten down since their IPO, but they got the online business and catalog and they have been holding up pretty good. It was actually pretty good quarter from them. And this was the holiday quarter that they just reported. And they said they had cleaner, leaner inventories because the inventories are big issues with a lot of the retailers. Their comp was down 1.7%, but the gross margin was up because uh, better inventories and they didn't have to mark down as much. So gross margins up to 63.1 from 62.2. That's what you want to see. And I didn't hear this conference call, so I'm not sure if they're complaining about the weather, but Urban Outfitters sure did. And their national Urban Outfitters and even like their California business is just really getting hammered. All that rain and chilly weather out in L.A. means they're not wanting to buy that spring those spring clothes yet anywhere in the country, except maybe Florida. No, they're real hot down in Florida. But they even said sales were kind of mixed down there. So um, didn't hear if J. Jill was also complaining about the same thing, about it being just slow on the women's apparel side. But um, given the response in the stock, which is up quite a bit on this earnings report, I would say no, they didn't didn't complain, at least not as big. So um, they did have a pretty good outlook for 2019. And they did say they're going to reduce the promotions as the year goes on. And that's what you want to hear from a retailer, too, so that they can sell full, full price, get those margins up. And that's a good thing for the retailers. So it's a small one. It's 286 million market cap. These specialty retailers really move around. So this is a real volatile one. And the small caps in general right now, they they rallied big at the start of the year. And now they're like flat to down. It's looking a little dubious for some of the small caps again. So keep that in mind. If you can't handle volatility in your stocks, you might want to stay away from some of the small caps to start the new year. So Let's recap those stocks again. Um, we had America's Car Mart, CRMT, that's a small cap. GM, that's one of the big guys, which is ticker just GM. Then we had JetBlue. They're pretty big with that $5 billion market cap. JBLU, PVH is also big cap, just about, let's just call it one big mid cap, let's call it. PVH is that ticker. And then Jill for J Jill is just J-I-L-L for that one. And that is a small cap. So these are some interesting stocks. And it's interesting that we are able to find 24 stocks with that good Zach's rank with the classic fundamentals. So not all stocks, value stocks are, are, you know, missing in action, but it is a little more difficult to find them right now, especially if you want all four of those classic fundamentals, and you're not just going for one or two. I am of the belief that you can just go for one or two, depending on what sector you're in and what you're really going for in your end goals. But if you want like those pure play value stocks, these are some of the cheapest on the stock market right now with, again, rising earnings estimates, those good Zacks ranks. So keep that in mind when you're looking at all the stocks. And remember to always go and do your own research. 
Don't just trust the numbers. Go listen to some of these conference calls because it is really interesting to hear what they have to say, what's going on in the business that the numbers don't always reflect. So if you really want to know what's going on at in the auto industry, go check out that America Car Mart conference call because you're probably going to learn a lot more than just this little snippets I'm covering here or even just what's in the press release. And I know you do on the retailers because there's always some good questions from the analysts there. So make sure you do your research. And as always, make sure you subscribe to be getting the Value Investor podcast every week because I'm trying to cover all angles of the value world here on the podcast. And you never know what's going to be on the next episode. So be sure to get us. You can get us on Spotify now. And if you're in India, you can now get Spotify. So subscribe to us in India and don't miss a single episode there. You can also get us on Apple Podcasts. We have a standalone show there under the Value Investor Podcast. And you can get us on SoundCloud. That's the two for one with the Market Edge. So be sure to get us somewhere and I'll be back again next week with some more value stocks.